Good morning, Legacy City Church. Pastor Scott. <laughs> Amy's just rubbing that in a little bit. Most of you all know that, well, we come from a background of, well, we spent a decade in a church where we just pretty much did away with the titles. So we didn't call people pastor this, pastor that. And it's okay if that makes you comfortable. But just a, a 30 second teaching snippet pastor is not a title. In fact, the word pastor is only mentioned one time in the Bible, in Ephesians 4.11, where it says that Christ gave gifts to the church. He gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip the saints, that's all of y'all and me, to equip the saints for works of service or the work of the ministry until the full body of Christ will grow up into maturity, into complete maturity and unity, growing up into him who is the head. So the gift of pastor is a gift. It's not a title. But it's okay because in our culture, we just use it as a title. It's okay. It's okay. One thing that's important to know about that title, though, is the tendency in our culture is to create a separation between the clergy and the laity. The laity is just the saints. You know, you, you that are warming the seats with your butts. You know, the clergy just want butts and seats, and the clergy do all the ministry. So traditional Christianity in the United States, or in the world probably, the pastors and the pastoral staff they do all the ministry. They are called to full-time ministry. We're just ordinary saints. We just work. We're not ministers. That's the mentality. The truth is, the Bible says that you and I, we are a kingdom of priests. You have been ushered into the priesthood of all believers. If you're a Christian, you have been graced by God to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The same Holy Spirit that is in a pastor or a teacher or an evangelist or a prophet or an apostle is the same Holy Spirit that is in you. And we are all called to be ministers. We are all called to be priests, priests of God most high. In fact, this morning as we get ready to worship, we get to do the priestly activity of ministering unto the Lord. So we are going to come before his altar this morning. We are going to minister to him. We're going to lavish praise and worship and adoration at his feet. We're going to make declarations of who he is to us. And as we do that, we are mirroring. We are pulling in what is happening in the heavenly realm right now as thousands upon thousands of angels are around the throne of Jesus at this very moment giving worship and praise and falling on their faces and just adoring the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. As we worship here on earth, we are pulling in that reality of heaven into our atmosphere here. The Bible says that he, Jesus, is enthroned on the praises of his people. He inhabits the praises of his people. So as we worship, we get to build a throne. This morning, we are going to become a priestly team of builders. We're going to establish praise in this place. We're going to build a throne for God to come and just rest among us and to release his nature and his character and his goodness over us. That's the reason why we're ministers to him first, because as we minister to him, we're actually the ones getting ministered to. He doesn't need our praise, but he knows that as we as we activate our voices, as we activate the, the mouth and the brain that he gave us, and we allow things of heaven to come in through our ears and process in the great processor, the CPU, where all the RGB lights are flashing. <laughs> and the YouTube channel is coming together. 
you know, as, we, as we receive the things of heaven and process it in our, in our minds and through our ears and our thoughts and we release it through our tongue, God knows that he designed us to pull in heaven and be like a pipeline that we could release his kingdom and his truth and his reality into the atmosphere where we're at right now. You're basically a pipeline. You are a pipeline. You're a sprinkler, Cheryl. I would love Cheryl sometime to share something that happened when they were on vacation. Maybe today, maybe today you'll pop up at the end of worship and, and share that. It's so, it was so simple, but so powerful. You know what I'm talking about, right? The guy in the parking lot? Dale's like, I don't even know about this. <clears throat> it was from the balcony. Don't worry. She didn't go talk to some guy in the parking lot <clears throat> while you were sleeping. Yes. So this morning... We get to turn on our sprinklers, if you want to think of it that way. We get to open up the floodgate of the spirit within you. As Jesus said, out of your belly, out of your innermost being, rivers of living water will flow out from you. And he was referring to the Holy Spirit. So this morning, the waterworks are going to begin The pipeline is going to be open as we worship him. The floodgates of heaven, the throne room of heaven where the river of God flows from the temple is going to flood into this place as we worship, as we lift up our voices to him. It's his desire to be with us, guys. So why don't we stand up? We're going to start with a declaration, and then we're going to blast off into worship. Happy Mother's Day, by the way. Turn to a mother next to you and say, Happy Mother's Day. You're the best. Yes. Happy Mother's Day. Without you, we wouldn't be here. And dads will get their their moment of glory in a few weeks. Awesome. You know, how many of you were here last week? Most of you? Well, just a few of you weren't here. And a lot of our folks that were here aren't here today. I just got a message from John Carney this morning. He's been thinking of us a lot lately. Uh, Gave me a very lengthy prophetic word the other day. I'm like, wow, that was like really good too. Really right on target. He just said, thinking of you all this morning, delighting in the memories of last Sunday. And then he said, if Justin is there, greet him for me. It says from me, but yeah. But he's not here, so I sent him that. But, you know, there's just something, uh, something in John's heart. You know, he's, he's a spiritual father, a kingdom father. And we are privileged to have many fathers and mothers. You know, we don't have to create another title. Just like with pastor, we don't have to say, well, we have our apostle and we're not allowed to have any other spiritual moms and dads. Galen and Danette Gingrich in McMinnville are... We invited them relationally into our lives and into our church as an apostolic mother and father. And they are what I would say a primary relationship. They are our home away from home and they are our support base. But along with them come people that are awesome like John and Karen. You know, Galen has known them for a quarter of a century. (laughs) It's a long time. Just 25 years. So they came with credentials. And there are going to be other people from that house and, and from his relationship that get to come and bless us over the years. So I'm looking forward to it. But let's get ready to worship. You guys ready to make a declaration? Awesome. Here we go. So say this with me. This morning we declare that I am powerful and what I believe changes the world. So today I declare God is in a good mood. He loves me all the time. Nothing can separate me from his love. Jesus' blood paid for everything. I will tell nations of what he has done. I am important. How he made me is amazing. I was designed for worship. My mouth establishes praise to silence the enemy. Everywhere I go becomes a perfect health zone. And with God, nothing is impossible. Right on. So Jesus, we come 
this morning to give you praise, to give you glory. We come to be your ministers. We come to minister unto you, King Jesus. We come this morning to lavish worship at your feet, to sing songs of love and adoration to you because you're so worthy. You're so good to us. And you've shown, you've shown us your mercy. You've been kind and you've showed us your mercy on the cross. You paid the highest price that we could come and be forgiven of our sins and to come and receive a new life, a new identity, a relationship with you and the Father and the Holy Spirit. So this morning, we come boldly into your throne room. We come into the heavenly realm this morning by the blood of Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And we just position ourselves before you to fix eyes on you and to sing praises to you because you're so worthy. In Jesus' name. Yeah, we just breathe in your presence, Lord. Just breathe in your presence, Holy Spirit. We just breathe you in and we just exhale worship. We exhale or we just pour out our worship at your feet, King Jesus. Because you are worthy. Because you are holy. Because you are so good and so kind and so merciful. So loving. You're so good, Lord. We worship you this day. There's no place we would rather be, but right here, right here at your feet, communing with you. Yeah, we just receive you, Holy Spirit. We receive you, Jesus. Your word says that you stand at the door and knock, and if any man or woman would open their heart, open that door, that you would come in. So we open up the door. We hear you knocking to come in deeper, to come into further territory inside of us, inside of our hearts, our minds, our dreams, our life. And we welcome you in, Jesus. We say, come and have your way. Come and have it all. You can have it all, Lord. It's yours. It is yours. You paid the highest price for me, so I give it all to you. I give you my everything. I give you my everything in worship today, Lord. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Why don't you guys just go ahead and sit down and just close your eyes if you wouldn't mind. I'm gonna read a portion of scripture over us. So just close your eyes and just get caught up into this real life story that happened. Jesus was asked to come to a leader's house. His name was Simon. He was invited to come to his home for dinner, and Jesus accepted the invitation. When he went to Simon's home, he took his place at the table. In the neighborhood, there was an immoral woman of the streets, known to all to be a prostitute. When she heard about Jesus being in Simon's house, she took an exquisite flask made from alabaster, She filled it with the most expensive perfume and went right into the home of the Jewish religious leader and knelt at the feet of Jesus in front of all the guests. Broken and weeping, she covered his feet with the tears that fell from her face. She kept crying and drying his feet with her long hair. Over and over, she kissed Jesus' feet. And then she opened her flask and anointed his feet with her costly perfume as an act of worship. Now Simon saw what had happened and he thought, this man can't be a true prophet if he really were a prophet, he would know what kind of sinful woman is touching him. But Jesus said, Simon, I have a word for you. Go ahead, teacher, I want to hear it, he answered. It's a story about two men who were deeply in debt. One owed the bank $100,000, the other 
only owed 10,000. When it was obvious that neither of them would be able to repay their debts, the kind banker graciously wrote off the debts and forgave them all that they owed. Tell me, Simon, which of the two debtors would be the most thankful? Which one would love the banker most? Simon answered, I suppose it would be the one with the greatest debt forgiven. You're right, Jesus agreed. Then he spoke to Simon about the woman, still weeping at his feet. Don't you see this woman kneeling here? She is doing for me what you didn't bother to do. When I entered your home as your guest, you didn't think about offering me water to wash the dust off my feet. Yet she came into your home and washed my feet with her many tears and dried my feet with her hair. You didn't even welcome me into your home with a customary kiss of greeting. But from the moment I came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You didn't take time to anoint my head with fragrant oil, but she anointed my head and feet with the finest perfume. She has been forgiven of all her many sins. This is why she has shown me such extravagant love. But those who assume they have very little to be forgiven will love me very little. And then Jesus said to the woman at his feet, all your sins are forgiven. Now if you're asleep, it's time to wake up. You can go ahead and open your eyes. This is a powerful, powerful story. I just felt while we were worshiping and singing that song about the alabaster heart broken open, every ounce poured out at his feet. That is what Jesus has called you and me into, a relationship with him. That is just, it's not about what you've done. He who has been forgiven much will love much. He does not want anyone to exclude themselves from coming to him and worshiping at his feet. She was a prostitute. She probably felt like she had more sins than everyone in the whole city on her back, yet she was broken at the feet of Jesus. I could put myself in her place, and I'm sure most of us could. I could fall at his feet and just be broken. I, I feel like he's calling us this morning, this afternoon, into a deeper place of relationship with him. There's nothing that needs to get in the way. There is no sin debt that needs to keep you from being a worshiper, to being a laid down lover of God, broken at his feet. That's what he's called you to. He's called us to know him, to be deeply, personally in relationship with him, fellowshipping with him, talking to him, hearing him talk back to you, reading the word of God, filling yourself up on that bread, the bread of the word, drinking in the pure water of the word, letting it wash through you. Just deep, intimate fellowship with him. It's not about being religious. It's not about going to church. I like what Keith Green said years ago. Going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than going to McDonald's makes you a hamburger. You could be born in the church, you could be raised in the church. When, when you get married in the church and when you die, they can rip up the pulpit and bury you in the church. But if you don't know Jesus, you're gonna die in the church and wake up in hell. <laughs> that was on an album I used to have. Going to church does not make us Christians. It's coming to know Jesus personally, each and every one of us. So this morning, this afternoon, we're not going to go real long today because we've already had our fellowship and worship and we're just going to open this up for some sharing time. So if you have a word of encouragement, a testimony, a scripture, something that God was showing you possibly in worship, 
anything that you feel like would be encouraging to the rest of us, something that God has been stirring or doing in your life. I want to open this time up for you to come up. So come on up if you have something. Cheryl, do you want to come up and share what happened? Turn around and look at how many people are here. It's like this is a tiny little gathering today. No? They really want to hear it. You sure you don't want to just tell them real quick? How about if I bring the microphone to you and you don't have to look at them? You could just, you want to do that? No? Watch. I'm not, forced, I'm not forcing her. This is how easy it would be. Just tell, tell me what well, happened. Okay, so remind me, where, where were you at? We they were on their lanai in which part of Hawaii? Waikiki. Nice, I want to go. Can we go with you guys next time? No, we'll just go by ourselves. So they were on their lanai in Waikiki, and? So there, well, before that, when we were walking along the, um, the water and we were headed back, and there, remember that, that one man? He's probably a homeless man, but you could tell he wasn't all there. And then, I think, I don't know, somebody, I don't know, somebody went by and said something to him, but it just, he kept saying profan- profanity. And then, and he crossed the street, and then we went up to our condo, and we're on our lanai, and across from our lanai is the zoo, and it's a park. And he was over there just, remember? He was over there just just saying, it was just crazy. Yes. And I just blew a breath. And, yeah, and I was, I was watching him and I just, just Lord, cover this person and calm him. Yes. Um, after a bit, he calmed down. We didn't hear anything. We didn't hear anything. So. <laughs> I know. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Next time you'll be preaching. <laughs> so, we've talked over the last few years about this thing of just releasing the peace, the shh. Like, tell yourself. If, you're, if your inner person is just freaking out, just say, shalom of heaven peace of God come into that place so Cheryl's been practicing that releasing it she does it with students that are what kind of students do you usually work with Um, they're all different kinds Um, behavioral yes okay so she gets to work with students that have a lot of behavioral stuff and sometimes they get a little out of control and you as a teacher can't just start praying out loud in the name of Jesus I command that you know whatever but you can release the presence. And she does. And so that's what she was practicing from the lanai. Just, just, it's like taking a step of faith in the spirit to release something that's just a, a physical releasing of something that actually released something in the spirit. You were, by faith, releasing the peace of God over him. But you just did a simple thing, just, just blew a breath. I think that's powerful. I used to respond to codes when I worked at Harrison Hospital. They would say, code 28, emergency room. Well, we as housekeepers knew that meant we got to go down and hold somebody down while they strap them down. And it was usually messy. And so I started praying in, in tongues. I prayed in the spirit on the way down under my breath because there were other co-workers in the elevator with me so I'd just be like just kind of praying quietly and I won and so I started doing this every time and I noticed by the time we got down there that the person was subdued they would already be subdued so I told a non-believer co-worker I said if we tie them up on the way down then by the time we get there they'll be already tied up and she's like what do you mean I was like well we just pray on the way there that, that they will be, that they will yield themselves, that they will submit themselves, 
that there will be a, a something released over them to cause them to yield and surrender. So by the time we get there, we don't have to hold them down and get spit at or, or whatever. People did some nasty stuff, including flipping their shirts up. and stuff. It's just weird. But that came to an end when we began to bind the spirits, bind the demonic presence that was stirring that person up on the way down. You all have the authority and the ability to release what you carry into places. You are an atmosphere-shifting people. Anybody got something? So sweet. Um, I remember when I first got saved and I got filled with the Holy Spirit and I was at the office and I was over by the Xerox machine and I was just quietly just, you know, and um, and then people started to kind of come towards me and I quit. And I heard him say, why? And I said, well, because it's a government building and I'm in tongues and, you know. And he said, do they know if you're singing in tongues or if you're singing in Greek? And I went, oof, no. It's all Greek to them, unless they are believers. So I say that only to say, keep saying it in tongues because it just sounds like another foreign language that's all and you can take control of that whole environment just because they're cute at that point clueless you're cute but you are powerful thank you for listening <laughs> Now, as a side note, if you are concerned about tongues and how that all works, we can talk afterwards about that, and I'll give you my best insight and others in here. Who in here really just has that whole thing down to a science and could easily walk somebody into receiving their prayer language? Raise your hand if you do. No? So talk to any one of us, and we'll help you figure it out like we figured it out. But I'm, I'm telling you, the more you do it, the more you pray in the spirit. You know, the Bible says that um, we, we pray with our spirit because sometimes our mind can be unfruitful. Sometimes we don't know what we should pray. But the spirit of God intercedes. He, he goes on our behalf and prays with us and for us and for things through us. And so it, it's just a matter of partnering with the Spirit of God, not really knowing what to pray, but it's a release of a spiritual language. But we could talk more about that. Anybody want to share something? Come up and come on up. Happy Mother's Day, Amy. Thank you, kind sir. Pastor. Pastor. Thank you, sir. I just wanted to share this because two weeks ago, and I didn't actually get to share it with you, um, Two weeks ago, you had said, you know, sometimes if you just feel like you want to hear from God more clearly for yourself, ask him what he thinks of you. Anyway, I feel like I can hear pretty, pretty clearly. I get very strong stuff for like other people, right? But for myself, it's like, hello, is this thing on? You know, so anyway, so you said that and I thought, you know, the simplicity, I like the simplicity of that. So I'm just doing this to be very vulnerable and encourage you guys if you can't hear God clearly because I was laying in bed praying I think it was the next Monday or Tuesday after you said that and I just said Lord what what do you think of me and I cringed you know like my human nature is you know there's obviously something off but your human nature is expecting the good and the bads coming you know so anyway um, most of you don't know that I have a favorite cat so God used my cat to show me. I know that's silly, but he brought me a picture in my mind of my cat, which is a very loving cat. And we were talking about anyway, but just when I come home, he's very happy to see me. And it's just like waiting. Yeah. just, and I immediately, I'm like, Hey baby. Oh, I'm so happy to see you. I mean, it's the whole baby talk. Mushy, mushy, mushy. Anyway, it's your pretty baby. You're so handsome. Anyway, but he has these like beautiful eyes and he just locks eyes and there's that moment where it's just pure joy and delight. Like that's it. Like he can do bad things. He can scratch on things and does, but 
I still get such joy and delight as soon as I see him. And I felt like God was saying that about me. And I started going, oh God, I mess up all the time. And he was like, don't overanalyze it. The joy and the delight, that was it. So I just, it was that simple and it was within a second. And so I just loved, she said that and it was so simple. Just ask God what he thinks of you. And he answered me that quickly. And it was something that meant something to me. You guys be like, why is this black and white cat in my dreams? Like what? Who's this weird cat? Where does he belong? But to me, I'm like, Winston, baby. Oh, yes. Okay, I get it. I understand. Oh, my gosh, you see me like that? Like, I am so, I lose my temper and, you know, I'm impatient or I'm a nervous wreck or whatever it is. And God's like, shh, 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 shh. You, I find joy and and you are my delight. And even though it doesn't make sense to me because I'm like, are you serious? Like, this hot mess? But... God sees joy and delight. And it was that easy. So I just wanted to encourage people because it was very encouraging to me and say thank you for just saying the simplicity of stepping because I want to hear God more clearly. And that just kind of opened it for me. So anyway, that's it. That, you know, this morning I was thinking of just getting ready and I was thinking of our prophetic training we did and I feel like there's going to come a time soon where we'll, we'll be going through that with a new fresh group of people um, or if someone feels like they need to go through it again. But yeah, there's just so, that's really good. It's so sweet to hear what God thinks of us. You know, Zephaniah, I think it's Zephaniah chapter 3, 16, I think, says that he rejoices over us with singing. He, he rejoices over us with joy. You know, the, the, the da- our daddy God, the creator that knit you and me together inside of our mothers. Thank God for moms. Happy Mother's Day again. He, the one, our daddy God who knit us together, breathed life into our little bodies when we were being knit together in the womb. He was delighting over you. He was releasing destiny and speaking future and hope and dreams and good things. Because as a father, that's his heart, is to have good things for his children. He's a good dad. So the problem when things go bad is not on his end. It's, but he's always ready to just pull us back into his goodness and to pet us and say, it's okay, Winston. Shh, kitty, 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 come up on my lap. Has anybody else got a, a word? I have a couple of prophetic words. I, I don't know if they're prophetic words. I don't even know what to call it. I just, I'm stepping out and risking for a couple of different people. But does anybody else got something? Tammy? No? Probably, this is probably just a little bit different than what we usually share. So um, I know we've shared um, here that um, 30 something years ago, we had um, a third child, a daughter, um, who we had given up for adoption because it was a very horrible time in our lives where um, we were separated and uh, we already had two children. And I was like, I'm already messing up these kids. And that's a very nice way of saying it. I used another word about what I was doing. And I just just thought, I cannot knowingly bring another child into this situation. And uh, so we, um, we just, you know, we are pastor at the time. He helped us um, through that situation. And uh, we, so we ended up, you know, obviously we ended up working it out and getting, up, getting back together. But in the meantime, so here we relinquish our child into the world and just uh, the Lord said at that time, he says, he says it will be fine. And when he said fine, fine was from here until we get to heaven. And um, so uh, it was probably about four years ago, she ended up connecting with our daughter. So it was great. They ended up 
connecting and talking, and they finally let us into their little friendship. And um, yeah, it was great. Um, and I was like, okay, Lord, you said it was going to be fine, so I'm really interested to see the person that she is. And she was very different. <laughs> very, <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, she's going to go to this Christian home. She's going to be this. She was different. She was, yeah, very kind of contrary to, you know, it was not, it, it was not what I expected when the Lord said fine. <laughs> So, um, here, here it is, um, you know, a couple of years later, you know, after we've, we've gotten to know her a little bit, but I was like getting upset. I was like, Lord, you know, you, you said that she would be fine and here her lifestyle is, you know, like a 180 to what I expected or had thought he had promised. And so just the good news is, is she recently contacted us and said, hey, I'm expecting. And that was, and again, that's another 180 to what she had been before. So it's just, um, I'm just so grateful to see this turnaround. It was a great, it was a great time for Mother's Day, so. Yeah, that was just, yeah, it was very, yeah, so anyways. Because she said she wasn't going to have kids. Yeah. She was one of those ones, I'm not going to have kids. Why do I want to bring kids into a world like this? You know, that kind. Anyway, so. And, you know, they'd be out there on the protesting. And oh, she was awful. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, and then we got that news, and it's like, oh, the force has shifted. Yes. <laughs> so, anyway, so that's our Mother's Day gift. gift yeah. yeah, children are a blessing, and grandchildren are a double blessing, right? Something like that. Awesome. That's good. God's not done yet. That's not the end of the story. Anybody else got something... A word of encouragement? Tammy and I talked about what today would look like, and we thought, well, at first I asked her if she would, would be interested in preaching, just to take the whole message. She said yes. And then as I was thinking about how to make things easy for her to, since she's not usually the one doing all the talking, I didn't want to like put her on the spot, make her feel like she's got to carry a meeting for 30 minutes of talking. So I thought, well, why don't I interview her? But, I, but then we're thinking about today, maybe just saving that for another time, right? Yeah, next week. But what do you have? Well, I would like to actually bless the moms today. And before you leave, I want you to come up and get some prayer, Mama. Um, unless somebody has something they want to share. You have a couple of words? Yeah. Mama's got to leave. Can we just pray for, for her real quick? Her? Wendy's waiting for her, so. Oh, okay. And then you can give your prophetic word. Okay. So. So, so my mama, the other day, um, for another time that I didn't know, yeah, um, had an issue where her right arm stopped working, and she, we believe that maybe she had like a mini stroke, we're not really sure, so we just want to pray. They couldn't find anything when we were in the emergency room. In fact, that was probably the fastest trip I've ever had in the emergency room the other night. And everyone's like, you are one happy lady. So um, we just want to pray for her and cover her in prayer um, so that this does not happen again. So, yeah, so you can come up here. And then I would just would like, you know, some prayer warriors to come around and pray for her. This, just real quick too, I, I felt like this is something that I would like to go after today before we're finished, that we would just make some declarations, not only over Judy for her health, but we, we did a declaration at the beginning of our meeting that everywhere I go is a perfect health zone. You remember that part? And I believe that the enemy is, is a dirt ball. He's a slime bag and he just wants to, the sickness does not come from God, by the way. God does not 
if God sent sickness as a way to teach you a lesson, then it was cruel for him to punish Jesus on the cross for our, you know, to take away our sickness. Anyway, and Jesus went around healing everyone that was sick. So it doesn't make sense that God would send sickness, but then Jesus would go heal them. You know, we believe that sickness comes from the enemy. Not saying that it's all always a demon, but, but the devil just, it comes from the dark side. It's not God. my Mother's Day present to you. (laughs) So Father, we just release complete healing of our mom right now in your name. And we just command any health issues to be gone right now in Jesus' name. They have no place. They have no authority in your body. And we just release complete healing. We release peace over your mind. We command all fear to leave right now. All doubt to leave right now in Jesus' name. say sickness, uh, stroke, anything in her, her bloodstream, her heart, her arteries, nothing is going to cut her life short. We declare and we come against any attack of the enemy, any, any attack on her physical body that would try to cut her life short. We just say no in the name of Jesus. We come against it now and we release your spirit to flood her body, to flood through every artery. We just say, Holy Spirit, go through every, every vessel and release your glory. Let the glory and life of Jesus now be released into every part. We thank you, God, that there was no sign, no, no images that came up of an actual stroke. And so we just say, life, 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 in Jesus' name. We release health and healing in her body. Not only is she going to have healing in her body and walk in in full health, but we declare over her that she is going to be a releaser of life, a releaser of health, that everyone who walks into her sphere can get healed. That sickness is not going to come off of them onto her, but everywhere she goes, healing will come in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we speak to any taunting, harassing, lying spirit, any spirit that is not of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. We say go now. 
And Father, we ask that you would fill Judy to cause her to be able to see, to be able to perceive, to understand when it is an attack. And, uh, and this thing that's trying to lie to her to say that she deserved it, she opened the door to it, we speak to that and we say, go now in Jesus' name, no more. Give her ears to hear, Father. Give her eyes to see. Thank you, Father. Jesus, we just pray, Lord, that as she is bold to speak your word and speak your truth, we just pray that there will be no fear of anything trying to come and attack her and rebel against the Holy Spirit. We just pray that she, as she speaks the truth, God, that that would be the sword that cuts those things off, that people can walk in freedom. God, bring her clarity that she would speak your word boldly, and clearly, Lord, even more so than she does now, God, she's a woman of your word. Lord, that she would always have one in the chamber to fire out to those that she works with and those she comes into contact with, people that come up to her tasting station, Lord, that she would be discerning and would have her ear turned to your heart and to your voice, that she would speak a timely word sometimes just a smile and a twinkle in the eye that they would see you in Judy, God. That she would be your vessel of honor and your channel of power, God. And I just want to say, as people uh, say that when you're witnessing that there's a target or a bullseye in your back of the enemy, and people will say things like higher levels, higher devils, and that's not biblical. So we just come against that kind of thing now. And we just say higher levels and higher steps of faith means higher angelic support, higher reinforcement from heavenly realms. God, we just declare the open heaven over her life. And as many women in this church like to say in our prayer thing on Facebook, no weapon formed against her will prosper. No weapon formed against her will prosper. We declare an open heaven that she is safe and secure and wrapped up in Jesus. And she has her angelic protectors watching over her. And we, just, we declare your provision and your protection in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. What I saw, I saw you at your serving station at, at Costco. And here's what I saw. Every movement you made, like you leaned forward to put a sample out to somebody. When they were praying angelic hosts, I don't know that I've ever seen this type of angel before, but whew, I don't know how to describe the strength that was there. This angel was huge. I mean, when I looked at it, you were... Mikruchiko, we say in Greek, miniature, this angel was huge. And yet at the same time, every time you move forward, this angel, like, came all the way over in covering. I mean, he came all the way down to the table. And then when you would step back, he would step back. And if you greeted me this way, this angel was, uh, there was no way anything could touch you, is all I'm saying. And he was so gentle in his appearance and yet, no demon from hell would mess with that one. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm blown away by what I saw. And, and, and then God said to me, okay, humor time. I saw something come out of you and they were praying off and breaking off and two things. He said, remind you that when Pastor, when Scott said, I'm trying, it's, you know, it's in my, background of orthodoxy <laughs> that when when Scott was saying no weapon formed again for all of us no is an absolute no means no and there is no exception no weapon is going to be against you and and then as um, uh, as we were praying all of this all of a sudden I saw something come up out of you and it was shadow like and then it, it looked kind of familiar and he said, you know what? He said, whatever was there, he said, I just put it on Nancy and said, go. You remember Nancy? 
Were you guys here that time I kept calling her Nancy? Well, Nancy just left and she took whatever was, was the critter with her. Praise God. Awesome. Does anybody else in the room feel like there's just an attack on your health? If you want, just stand up and we'll just blast you. Stand right in the middle here. I don't want you guys to feel like you're not, you know, really participating. So just stick your hand out towards, just like Cheryl did, just, just release the presence. Aim your Holy Spirit bazookas right at her. Yeah, we just declare life, life in Jesus' name. Yeah, we just speak against pain. We command pain to go now in Jesus' name. Pain go, comfort of heaven come now. Come, flood, flood through the joints, the ligaments, the, the rotor cuff, the nerves, every part, every part. Strengthen with the power of your might, Holy Spirit. Yeah, we can fill your guys' bazookas up here because it's like, it's getting woozy. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just enjoying it. Woo! Thank you, yeah. Lord. I just see the like the Tin Man on the Wizard of Oz, and they took the oil and they went. Yeah. <laughs> so I just we just release the oil of the Holy Spirit into that spot right there. Yeah, and we just even in the mind right now, we just take the tin can, the tin, the Tin Man's oil can of the Holy Ghost, and we say. <laughs> Joy, the oil of joy, oil of joy in Jesus' name. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Dave, come on now. Good stuff. You know, as kings and priests, we have absolute authority over these things. Christ paid it all for that for us. How many have ever seen Caesar the dog whisperer? So what's he do when he speaks to a bad dog? And does it matter if the dog is this big or this big? No, it doesn't matter. When he gives that, it's, it goes, it stops. It pays attention. That's the authority we have over in the spiritual world on these demons, whether they be lesser or bigger, it doesn't matter. We don't care. Christ has conquered those things. That means we have authority over it. So good morning, kings and priests. <laughs> All right. Okay, we're going we're gonna to wrap this up with a little bit of fun. I have two words. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Sterling. Looking at you, Keith. Would you two, uh, not at the same time, but are you guys okay with us uh, giving a little word of encouragement that I feel like God gave me? So... This is what I'd like to do then. If you wouldn't mind standing, we'll start with Sterling. Just stand up. Dave, maybe uh, would, would you and Dale, would you like maybe go behind him and just put your hands on his shoulders? These are just two brothers, brothers in the kingdom. Forrest, if you want to jump in on the action too, you can, man. See it right in the middle of his back, right at the heart. Aim at the heart. Man, you guys like to drop your phones. That's okay. They're only, what, 700 bucks each, 1,000, something like that. Oh, that's what the case is for. That's right. <clears throat> so these guys are just going to stand behind you like as brothers, just brothers in the faith, and they're just going to support you and, and agree with what God says over you. So Sterling, I looked up your name. Have you ever looked up your name meaning? It's, you know, I always think of Sterling Silver. 
Well, this is what I, what I saw and this is what I heard. So your name means of high quality and pure. High quality and pure. That is a good, good name. <clears throat> that was not an accident when God inspired your parents to give you that name. It was not an accident. He is all over the naming of every one of his created sons and daughters. So this is what I heard. God says, you are pure. You are pure. You are of high value to him. He formed your body inside of your mother and he spoke destiny and royalty over you because you bear his image. You have a grace on your life to call people into the purity of Jesus. See, that's where the purity comes from. It comes from Jesus. You have the grace to call people into the purity of who Jesus is, into the fountain of his salvation that makes all men clean. You have the refiner's fire. Refiner's fire, that's the Holy Spirit. You have the refiner's fire following your life. We call him sometimes the hound of heaven. He's chasing you down, Sterling. He's the refiner's fire. He's calling you into a place within himself of peace and hope and life. He is pursuing you. And I heard Malachi 3.3. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver, and they will bring offerings and righteousness to the Lord. The, the refiner's fire is pursuing you. He wants to be, he wants to use your life. He wants not just to use you, he wants to have that relationship with you, but through that relationship that he has with you, he wants to draw men and women into that place of purity that's only found in Jesus. And then I heard Ephesians 5.25. It says, husbands love your wives just as, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. There's a washing of water that Jesus brings to you to, to make you able to stand in who, his name, who he has called you to be, sterling, pure, pure, of high value. I just see... In, in the meaning of your name, high value, royalty, like precious gold. God is king of the universe. He doesn't create junk. And you bear the image of God. He created you in his image. You have the likeness. We each carry the likeness of God. Yeah, we are marred. We are scuffed. We get stuff on us that's from the sin that we bring and sin around us. But that does not change the treasure that's underneath all the stuff. And it's what God says about you that's important. So those guys behind you bless you and we bless you. We just release the presence and we say, be blessed in Jesus' name. Uh oh Sterling, I feel... That's good. You are. <laughs> I feel like tonight when you are by yourself, just whatever... With your cat, if you have a cat or a dog. <laughs> You're supposed to ask your Heavenly Father how He sees you and how He feels about you. And just receive it. Don't, don't come up with, but just be like, okay. And just let that, that's going to do something inside. Yeah, when God speaks, things change. He spoke the world into existence. And he speaks to our hearts and it changes us. His words are, have power on him. So if you ask him what he thinks of you, just have the tissue handy because at least that's what happens to me. Okay, Keith, are you good with this? You want to stand up?
guys want to get around him too? So do you know what your name means? Well, I looked it up. <clears throat> your name means large woods or forest. And it also means wind. So when I saw that and I read that, automatically I thought, you like a tree, like an oak of righteousness. You know, God says that those who belong to him, who plant their, plant their feet, plant their roots by the streams of living water, we sung about it a lot today. Those of us who plant our feet by the streams of living water, we let our roots go down. We are like oaks, oak trees of righteousness. So I just saw for you that tree, the mighty oak planted by the streams of living water, roots growing deep into a living relationship with Jesus. And you attract, just like a tree, like an oak tree, you attract the wind of the spirit. So your name means forest and wood, like mighty forest or a tree and wind. And I just saw that the wind of the spirit is attracted to your life. You were designed to orchestrate the movement of, he <clears throat> excuse me, the movement of heaven. So there's a heavenly unseen realm that's angelic, that the presence of God is in, and it moves over your life. And he's, he's like with Sterling, he's pursuing you and calling you into a deeper place to him, with him so that your roots, like a tree, like the oak tree, will go down deep in him. And you orchestrate that wind of heaven in your life as you pursue him. So I, I heard movement of heaven Angelic activity is very real, and as you press into him, as you press into Jesus and learn to hear his voice, angels are going to get excited when you walk into rooms, when you walk into places where people are doing stuff. <clears throat> we like to use this word a lot, and I feel like it's for you, atmosphere shifter. You have the ability to go in and shift the atmosphere, because like a mighty oak tree, you draw heaven into the room. Heaven wants to flow and blow through the branches of your life and release the kingdom of God in the places where you present yourself. And so I heard Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. So just go ahead and receive this scripture. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on you because the Lord has anointed you to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent you to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. You and they, those that you minister to, will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his glory. So we bless you with that, and we just call out that you are a mighty oak tree of God's kingdom and a display for his glory. Jesus' name. Right on. Is that okay? <laughs> I actually have something for you. Have, have you been trying to figure out, like, what you're supposed to do, like, in the future? Have you been kind of like, what do I do down the road? You haven't? Okay. Right, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I was kind of hearing the father say, once again, to ask him how he sees you. But then you're also supposed to ask him, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do in the future? And he's going to tell you. So. Awesome. Well, why don't you all stand up? And we're just going to put an official blessing on our meeting time and then you guys can polish off whatever food you want to polish off. <clears throat> take stuff home. If it's just sitting there, just take plates and get the food out of here, man, because I can't have that. No way. 
Everybody good? You guys doing good? Awesome. Thank you, Lord. Well, let's just go ahead and uh, do whatever you want. Put your hands out if you want or just drop them to your sides. I don't care. It's between you and him. So, Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your sweet presence in this room today. We just welcome you in this place, Lord. We, we've welcomed you from the time we got here, and we still welcome you now. We just thank you that not only are you here in our gathering, but you are with each one of us when we walk out of this place, that there is no place that we can go to escape your presence, so we might as well imagine you with us. And that's what we do, Lord. Not only imagine, but we know it's true. We believe, God, and we thank you that we carry your presence everywhere we go, that we are vessels of your glory, vessels of your Holy Spirit, that we carry the life giver within us. We carry the healer. We carry the deliverer within us. And so we just, we just want to honor you, and we want to bring glory to you. We want to walk in a way that, that just releases your goodness. God, I pray that you would give divine opportunities to every person in this room, divine encounters in grocery stores, at the gas pump, uh, the mail carrier, whoever is walking past the house, uh, when, when we're walking through stores, and the people that you highlight. God, I pray that you would release an awareness and a, a sense of highlight over people, that you would highlight people, that we wouldn't try to make it happen, but that we would be aware and available. We just say that we are available to you, available to be a vessel of your glory, a vessel of your honor, to release your, your heart over people and to bring them into an encounter with your presence, who we carry. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, that you are alive and you live and you rule and reign in our lives and over us, God. And we just we just thank you, Lord. We bless your name today and we bless the moms in Jesus' name. And we just say more of you and more of you, God. In your name we pray. Amen. Awesome. All right, guys. We're officially dismissed. Um, Tammy's going to work.